scripture. So when we go home and they ask us, did we go to church? We can say, yeah, we went to church. And we opened our Bible. You know, we have religious people around us. So when, till you have opened the Bible, you haven't come to church. So the reading of his word this morning is coming from Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you, you know, there, there's a religious spirit that hovers around Christians, you know that, yeah, and sometimes we have to fight it, otherwise, yeah, Jeremiah 3, verse 15, the Bible says, I read the King James, it says that, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding, the first part of verse 16 says, and it shall come to pass when you be multiplied and increased in the land. This morning, for a few moments, it doesn't matter if I give you one point, it doesn't matter, point, point. So far, we've been giving you 20 points, 30 points. You don't use most of them, so a point or two will be okay for you. Amen. Today, I want us to have a look at what I describe as an example worth emulating. Amen. An example worth emulating. Do you know that whether we like it or not, we all imitate certain things? Yeah. yeah. I think it was two or three days ago, my daughter was asking me, was it my daughter? Yeah, I'm sure. That there was a season, she's, she was asking me that whether when I was young, jeans was fashionable. <laughs> yeah. She thought that when I was young, there was nothing like jeans. And I said, there was jeans. It's just that the shape of it you cannot imagine. <laughs> do, do, do you understand? Yeah. And we wore it, I mean, vividly. You know, the, the flare of the jeans, when you stand, you know, the other part of the jeans can be there. Do, do, do you get it? So when you shake your leg like that, you can see the jeans. Yeah. The, the, the flare of the jeans can sew a dress on its own. Yeah, then we came into the 21st century, and then they said skinny jeans. Sorry? No, we are in the 21st century, aren't we? What century are we? 21st, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. no, yesterday I was in the shop, I, I saw that they had um, extra skinny jeans. We have gone from skinny to... Gee, and I was like, where again? Where does the jeans want to go? It has reached their skin. Where else? It wants to go inside their skin. But then we imitate, we emulate, we copy, we follow. Do you understand? And some are good and some are bad. Yeah. All of us have been shown examples of good or bad things. All of us. Some of us, we started drinking because of the people we saw drinking. That was also another thing. My daughter said that when she went to university, before she, she always thought that Ghanaians didn't drink. Are you too? Yeah, so they assumed that the Ghanaians don't drink. Then she went to university, and she realized that they are also drunkards <laughs> from every continent. Yeah, but that was an example of what she had seen. Do you understand? An example that was before her. So all of us have examples that are before us. Some of us, the first uh, glass of alcohol we had was given to us by our parents. Yeah, in fact, in some cultures, they say it's a sign of wisdom. So that when you see water, you know it's water. <laughs> when you see whiskey, you know it's whiskey. 
Nobody can confuse you. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah. Some of us, we have had examples. We have copied, you know. You see that, oh, today I was planning that all my examples would be so good. You will see that those who take all different kinds of drugs, depending on where they learned how to take drugs, they handle the drugs the way they saw it being handled. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only way they handle it. <laughs> when we started a church in Leeds, there was a lady that um, the first time went to visit her. I didn't even know that she could use drug paraphernalia to decorate a room. So she had used her drug paraphernalia to decorate. Some of it was like a vase. Yeah, ornaments, ornaments, I tell you. So just recently I went somewhere and I saw some of the ornaments. I said, no, 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 this is not a good thing. Yeah, this, this is. I was about to go and shake it and see what is, is in it. But what I'm saying is that we all have examples we have followed and that we are following. Yeah. Somebody will get up and decide that a certain haircut has come in, you know, where when, at a certain age in the 80s, they had the top, whatever, isn't it? I don't know what they called it. They had the sharp size and Grace Jones, Grace Jones, Grace Jones. And if you had a Grace Jones, the assumption was that you were really cool. But some people also never left Grace Jones. They stayed with it still. So today. So today I'm asking us that what are we emulating? Because there are good examples and bad examples. Paul told them that, follow me as I follow Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. So first of all, who are you imitating? What are you imitating? And what is the person that you are imitating? What are they imitating? Do, do you understand? Yeah. You, you find children who are very rude. And then one day you meet their parents and you realize that either their mother or father is very rude. Then they'll say, hey, you picked this habit from your mother. You see, it's not every time when they say you are just like your mother that it's a good thing. Yeah. Sometimes you can meet an auntie or an uncle who sees you. Hey, I haven't seen you for many years. Hey, you have become just like your mother. It's not necessarily a good thing. Because it depends on what your mother became. But the Bible is saying that, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And what comes out of that is that it shall come to pass when you are multiplied and increased in the land. John 1 verse 12, the Bible says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Amen. Yeah. You know, the verse 11 was describing the fact that he came to his own, but his own did not believe. They didn't accept him. And then it goes on to verse 12 to say that, But as many as believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. The Amplified says that, but to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, power, privilege, right to become the children of God. That is to those who believe in. So one of the things that I want to encourage us today as we celebrate reference birthday is that there is a blessing that can come to you because of the pastoral covering you have but for that blessing to be yours for you to be able to multiply and increase because God has given you a pastor after his own heart then these 
words must also apply. It says that as many as received him. So I want to encourage us today. Some of us, Reverend, is like our friend, our colleague, you know, a certain man, you know. Yeah, sort of, yeah, he's the CICC pastor. If I saw of you, of you describing as, you know, hey, how's your pastor? But for you to be able to receive the blessing, and I believe that when God calls a man, he, always, he also empowers the person and everyone and the grace that God has given them. And if you want to tap into that grace, you also have to receive the person as such. So I want to encourage us this morning that from today, we have to receive our pastor as the one that God has sent to you in particular, as your shepherd and as your father. Amen. Yeah. When you treat somebody as a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. If you treat somebody as your cousin, you get a cousin's reward. If you treat somebody as a boyfriend, you get boyfriend reward. If you treat somebody as a husband, you get husband reward, isn't it? Yeah. So if you relate with him as a father, you get a father's reward. As your shepherd, you get a shepherd's reward. As your prophet, you get a prophet's reward. One of the things I've come to know with Reverend, like Pastor Sam said it, that some of the most profound things, he says it so fleetingly that you might easily miss it or disregard it. But I've come to realize that when it is said, I hold on to it. Recently, we were discussing something that is going to be done, and he was like, don't I have an opinion? I said, because you have said it, I'm just waiting for its manifestation. Yeah, because time has proven that when it is said, it will come to pass. Whether it was said jokingly over the dining table, in the car, it will come to pass. And I pray that from today, when he declares a prophecy over your life, you will receive it. Yeah, and you will water it till it comes to pass. Yeah, and not only should you receive him, but you should receive him willingly. Amen. You should receive him willingly. Yeah. You should accept him as your man of God. You know what? Especially in this house, I think that some things have never been emphasized because, in fact, when you look around, especially in the body of Christ, a lot of things are always abused. But the fact that something is abused doesn't mean that the right thing should not be done. Yeah, we just have all kinds of strange things. Do you understand? Yeah, you can have a pastor who wants to decide what food you eat, who did, who that. It's not their place. God never put them there to do that. Do you understand? But at the same time, the place that God has put your pastor, acknowledge it and receive that from him. Yeah. I want to speak to some wives here. Your pastor is not your husband. You have a husband. He is the head of your home. The pastor is not the head of your home. Preach, go ahead, preach. <laughs> preach, preach, preach. Yeah. Some people, before they'll listen to their husband, unless the pastor has said it, before they will agree. But if their husband says it first, it can't be true. I'm preaching, I'm preaching, I am preaching. Yeah. yeah. But when you went to the altar, who did you go to the altar with? Your pastor was actually standing far and then blessed it. But then when, as a union, he has a covering over you. Do you understand? Yeah. And you have to receive it as such. Yeah, I say that, welcome him. Yeah, welcome him. I pray that from today, you, you will let Reverend be welcome in your life. Amen. Yeah, spiritually and all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know. You know, uh, we have heard so many horror stories, you know, about really bad men, really bad women, very, very bad 
People broke people's hearts, broke their legs, broke their chests. But we are still marrying. Still, people are going, do you like me? And they say, I like you. After all the horror stories we've heard, not even we've heard, some of us, we have experienced the horror stories. We have experienced it ourselves. Not once, not twice. But you too, why are you experiencing one, two, three, four? Hey, why? At some point, you have to... Uh, yeah. Why, why? Yeah. But we still know that we, if we get a good marriage, we like it. Do you understand? If we get a good relationship, we... Uh, so I'm, I want to encourage us, those of us that even we have been offended by church, we have been hurt by church, you know, I mean, there were some things that I never used to believe, but as I grew up as a pastor, I came to realize that actually it is true. But that should never prevent you from receiving the blessing that God is bringing your way. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to trust that if God has placed him over your life, then God has equipped him to do so. God, you see, reverend is so accessible and so around that sometimes if you are not careful, you will not appreciate. Do you understand? And because certain titles are not used, you know, on his birthday, I called, on his birthday, I called him bishop. And he asked me, what did I want? I've told you already that my titles for reverend are, all, they are different, different levels. Depending on the need of the day. So when he saw Bishop, he said, hey, what is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You will draw out of him what you are expecting. Do you understand? And what you have put on him. Yeah. The reason why fathers will have to go to the ends of the world to make sure they can feed their children, feed their family, pay for the bills because the family have put that honest on him and that expectation that he can do it. See that when, when a, a, a woman, a mother insults a man for so long, even when the man is giving, the children don't believe that he has because he has been brought down to a piece of bread. <laughs> if I, the, the woman will see him give the money, say, hey, where did you go and borrow this money? And you see, we can do that in the house of God. We have to realize that, listen, everybody that God sends to us is a man. It's a man. So if you are going to use your humanness, you will not receive from anybody. Yeah. And especially for some of us, we like to receive from people who are far because we can't see. That is why most of the time, the person who gets the irritated the most are pastor's wives. Especially when they are sitting there and they hear, Oh, pastor, what a blessing. Pastor, today your word was God, glory. And then the wife said, <laughs> please. You know, the power, you know, when you pray for me, I, listen, everything has just changed. So you're like, yeah, you can't change the things in your house too. You're changing people's things in your house. Because of the level of closeness. Because of the level of closeness. Because of the level of closeness. You know, there was a time in CICC that we said, oh, it's Reverend birthday, let's organize, let's contribute. And I stopped it. I said, no. Nobody should ever give anybody anything under any form of compulsion. No, 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 no. I told you. If you're a person that is fathering you, you believe in it, you know that this is 
somebody God has sent to me, you know that this person has been a blessing to me and I want to honor him, then you do it. Yeah, I know this. Everybody bring your change, bring your change. Hey. It's not necessary. It's not ne- and it's not right. Because when you do that, you see, that is why when children leave home, they marry, then you know the value they have for their parents. Some people, they marry, and when their wife says, I want to give my mother 100, then the wife will be like, nope, 50, <laughs> nope, 20, nope. Yeah. Oh, Kieran, tell your wife. <laughs> And as you know me, I won't be asking for 50 or 100. Or, I won't be asking for any of those. My figures are not small. Because <laughs> my struggle has been big. But it will show. Do you understand? It will show. It will show. It will show. And as a church, I pray that from today, we'll have a level of relationship with our Father, and with our pastors and our leaders, we'll have a certain relationship and respect. I want to go through a few things, so let me go through so I can. (laughs) Hebrews 13. Tell somebody that your pastor is not perfect, but he's yours. Yeah. Yeah. He's a voice through which God will speak to you, will bring direction to your life. Let's read the scripture. We'll be going. Please, when we finish... We'll have a toast, and then they have lunch. I think they have lunch served for the next two hours, three hours. So sit down and then enjoy it. God bless the cook <laughs> and the eaters. Amen. Hebrews 13, I'm going to read Amplify. says that do not, verse 16, do not forget or neglect to do kindness and good, to be generous and distribute and contribute to the needy of the church, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. I'm saying that your pastor is a blessing to you, a voice through which God brings direction to your life. If you don't know, you will never realize. You see, sometimes when you get good counsel and good advice, you take it for granted that you don't know what would have happened if you did not receive the advice. Yeah. Verse 17, obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, continually recognizing their authority over you, for they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare as men who will have to render an account of trust. Let them do this with gladness and not with sign and going, for that would not be profitable to you. Keep praying for us, for we are convinced that we have a good conscience that we want to walk uprightly and live a noble life, acting honorably and in complete honesty in all things. We are talking about a good example to emulate. So my advice for us this afternoon, number one, develop a good relationship with your pastor. Tell somebody, did you hear? Did you hear? Yeah. What do I mean by develop a, a good relationship? Respect, honor, love, gratitude. Ability to receive good counsel. Ability to uh, receive rebuke. Ability to receive correction. Ability to receive encouragement. Have a submissive heart. For me, I know that that is one of the greatest blessings of my life. Is that 
the spiritual fathers that Reverend and I have had, they have had such an impact on us till today. A few days ago, I was speaking to my spiritual mother. It was supposed to be just a casual hello. Before I know, she was giving me counsel. She was giving me instruction. I almost felt, I hadn't been spoken to her for a while, but the way she just brought the counsel in. So, and I, the good thing was that when I started the conversation, Kian was in the room. And for some reason, Reverend took Kian out of the room. And that was a blessing because Kian was about to be the topic of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, so you have to do this. No, 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 yeah, so don't say that. And she said it so easily, so simply, but immediately I knew that, you know, because she has been there and she has gone past that. So you must have a submissive heart because at some point I can also say, oh, I'm a mother. My children are also grown by the grace of God. But when you have become a mother, your mother still has more experience than you. Your mother still has more exposure than you. Your father still has more exposure than you. And what the blessing you get is that some of the mistakes they make, you don't have to make it. You don't have to make it. One of the heartbreaking things for any pastor, any father, is to be able to, to have to tell your child, I told you so. It's a very useless description. Develop a good relationship. Why? Because your pastor prays for you, seen and unseen. He guards you spiritually. He guards you. The Bible says that when the hedge is broken, the serpent will bite. So we need that covering. We need that covering. Yeah, some of you, we don't respect even your biological fathers because you think they are poor or you think that they don't know much. But they still have a covering over you. If they take it, you'll be surprised. When we read the scripture, it said that you should relate with them so that they will pastor you with what? Gladness. <laughs> yeah. And not in fear or in sorrow. Yeah. And that will depend on the relationship. Yeah. A lot of times when I go for, especially women pastors, female pastors, uh, programs and things, and we are having a chat, one of the areas of challenge the most is the extent to which the pastor's wives are so broken and fearful of the church members. Yeah. They are, they are fearful. If they say hello, they'll say they didn't say the hello well. If they say the hello, hello, they'll say, why are they always smiling? It's, it's fake. If they don't dress, they'll say, hey, why is she always looking tacky? If they dress, they say, whose money is it? Hey. <laughs> you will only be a profitable Christian when you have a good, healthy relationship. Yeah. When you have a good, because in that area, this is the person that God has placed over you. And the thing is that because when you are, you, are, you are submissive to that covering, God will, his word will be fulfilled. You will multiply, you will increase. But that multiplication increase can also generate disrespect and dishonor. So it's a vicious cycle. That is why I said that. Acting honorably and in complete honesty in all things. I pray that even as a church, we'll have a level of honesty that will save us. That will save us. The scary thing about Judas is that Judas kissed Jesus. And that kiss was to identify him for death. It wasn't a kiss of love. There are all kinds of kisses. Those of you like kissing, kissing, kissing. When you see people, you're just kissing, kissing them. Don't know. You don't, yeah, they, they, they're always kissing. They, 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 any, they, just, they kiss things. They, they kiss people. Kiss, they kiss, 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 kiss. You, you, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, 
And ladies, and then when you hear those, it's only a kiss, it's only a kiss. It's not only a kiss. <laughs> the message Bibles puts all those verses together. It says that be responsive to your pastoral, verse 17, to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are led to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not its drudgery. Why would you want to make things hard for them? Ask somebody why, why? Pray for us. We have no doubt about what we are doing or why, but it's hard going and we need your prayers. All we care about is living well before God. Listen, you have to pray for your pastor. You have to pray for your pastor. It's not only your pastor who prays for you. You also have to pray for your pastor. And I believe that we have a good example in the pastor we have. James chapter 3, the Bible says in verse 13, if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living honorable, honorable lives, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. How many of you agree with me that we have a pastor who lives an honorable life and is doing good works and is also humble? It's a good example. It's not about him. It's about you. That it's an example that you can follow. Some of us, God has begun to prosper us. Some of us, God has begun to open doors for us. For some of us, God has made a way for us, given us opportunities, made us, exposed us to greatness. But we should check and see that, are we still honorable? Are we still honest? Are we still humble? Are we still giving to good works where God is concerned? We make a joke of this all the time. Uh, Pastor Sam has a joke on it, you know, that sometimes somebody will serve God very well till they get a good job. Say, I don't have time, I don't have time. I don't have time, you know. It's not, I don't, I don't have time. So, you know, I, can't, I can't translate it, but it's, yeah. The verse 17 says that, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. Full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. I believe that Reverend is one of those people who will always give it to you in a package that you know is true and is real. And my level of closeness to him has also made me see his level of submission to authority. Do you understand? Yeah, when the centurion said that, listen, the reason why I have authority is because I'm a person under authority. Yeah. And that is the level of godly wisdom that I think that we must emulate. When you read that verse 17, you can see that it's talking about honor, doing good, being humble, pure, you know, because setbacks, challenges, going through the valley, going through the mountains has a way of diluting or corrupting you. But the Bible says that it is pure, peace-loving, considerate, compassionate, good fruits, you know, when you read scripture, it doesn't say you will know them by their gifts. It says that you know them by what? Their fruits. And I believe that we know him by the fruits that he has borne. Not only in leads, but, you know, on Friday, some of the messages and phone calls that were coming from certain places. I, I, Reverend said a statement that I was not impressed, and I'm even not going to uh, repeat it because I, I, I refuse to even think about that kind of thing in this season. So I will not even say it. <laughs> but it was so touching from where it had come from and where the sincerity and openness. You know, Matthew 7, the Bible says in verse 15 to 20, 
Maybe I'll just read the message Bible. It says that, be wary of false preachers who smile a lot, dripping with practiced sincerity. <laughs> chances, drip, drip, drip. <laughs> chances are they are out to rip you off some way or the other. Don't be impressed. Who preachers are is the main thing, not what they say. A genuine leader will never exploit your emotions or your pocketbook. These, these trees with their bad apples are going to be chopped down. Amen. And I believe that that is the kind of pastor we have. How many of you believe that? I believe that he's merciful, he's fair, he's sincere. And, you know, I want to leave you with this, that as we celebrate today, and as we also mature spiritually, and for those of us that God is even calling into ministry, you know, or calling into various leadership positions, I pray that you will have a good example in which to follow. When we read... Um, Ezekiel chapter 1, you know, we'll see a scripture there, which I believe you also find in the book of Revelation, and it talks about the four faces, and you will see that Revelation 4, 6 to 8, Ezekiel 1, 10, you see that it talks about the four faces, you know, the face of a lion, the face of a calf or an ox, the face of a human, and then the face of a flying eagle, an eagle, and you realize that our spiritual completeness is that we have dominion, we have capacity, we have royalty, we know who we are, we have dominion, but at the same time, we are calf, we have servanthood, we have humility, we know that it's just by the grace of God, we understand that it's not us, but it is God, and we also know that our humanness limits us, we know that we are servants. We are not there to lord over, but we are servants of the most high God. And because of our humanness, we are allowed to weep. We are allowed to cry. We are allowed to rejoice. We are allowed to be worried and troubled. The Bible says Jesus wept. In fact, there was a time when Jesus was also hungry. So our humanness does not negate the fact that we are called by God. And above all, we know that it doesn't matter what we are. We are earthen vessels. Do you understand? But the excellency of it is that God is able to use the earthen vessel. You understand? And turns us into flying eagles to be able to do what we are, our natural self will never be able to do. So in the human being, God will use to do the supernatural. 